That was Hellfire from the Loyal Order. And today we are so pleased to welcome back from the Loyal Order, Jeff Buner and Brandon Cook are on the line with me. How's it going, guys? Hey, Ralph. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you again. Here you are. <laughs> we yeah. are doing amazing. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so we just heard Hellfire from the Loyal Order album. That was not released when we spoke the last time. Um, that is now your current single, and it's doing pretty well for you. Yeah, it's it's going great, man. Uh, we did we've uh, it's doing doing well at radio. I mean, we uh, we got to the number twenty slot in the Billboard BDS Indicator chart, and we got to number six in the top fifty for Foundation on the Foundations chart. And uh, we kind of outdid the last single by a couple spots. So it's, it's, uh, it, it, it went really well. That's awesome. That's the right kind of t- trajectory you want. Oh, first single. Oh, second single, a little bit better. All right. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Yeah. 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 We were stoked. We were excited. And, uh, you know, we worked really hard to get that song put together. It was actually the last track we put on the album and, and, uh, you know, it was a song that I'd been kicking around in my head for a few years and, and it wouldn't leave. It was this voice in my head that I had to get out. And, uh, and I went to Brandon and I'm sure he can tell you the rest, how it went. Well, it was basically just, you know, we had a song that sounded a little bit, uh, like another artist. And I, I asked if it was okay if I'd try to rearrange the riff a little bit and we just kind of sat and tweaked on it. And next thing you know, we had a most of the song and we wrote the chorus together and and i wrote this section for our for our uh for our guitar player to do a, a really great solo on and it was just it it just kind of once we started once we got past that part that sounded a little bit like somebody else all of a sudden the song just exploded and we had it done really fast and the the guys really liked it you know that we because we had just done our first show with uh with the band and they came in and just plowed that thing man it was so amazing how how good it sounded so fast mm-hmm. that's very yeah cool. ralph you know how it is yeah ralph you know how it is when you have a song that you heard on the radio and you got it kicking around in your head and it won't leave right sure uh it's kind of kind of what happened like i i had written this verse and and a guitar part that sounded similar to another band and it actually was almost identical the guitar part and uh anyway so it just kept playing and playing and playing in my head the verse did and 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 the pre-chorus and and that's when i just was like okay brandon you gotta help me here man <laughs> we have to <laughs> we have to give birth we have to give birth to this one so it leaves my head <laughs> so that's kind of how that one went it's so cool it's a cool. It's a great song, as you know. I yeah. you know. I guys. I love. I, I love the whole record, of course. But yeah, it's a great tune. So that's kind of cool that that you're able to modify it, so it's not a direct uh, copy, right? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. Do you, so, so after listening to the record, Ralph, what do you, what are you digging on it? What is like so like? I mean, what do you, you know, what songs on it really speak to you? You know, it's so it's so hard to pick just one and I know you know you and I have written back and forth to each other a little bit too and I tell you oh I really dig this one you know and I know you've you've asked me well let me know what else well it's so hard because you know this is that type of record I think I mentioned this maybe even the last time 
that uh, we we spoke to each other, not the last time you were on Radio Bypass, but it's so hard for me because this is the kind of record that with every listen, you get something else out of it. Like you, you, you notice something you didn't notice the previous time because there's just so much depth to these songs. And, uh-huh. and there's so many flavors and moods and, and, and emotions. And so it's really hard, but I, I, I would say the, for me, probably the, the ones that stick with me more often, like when I'm not listening to the record and a song pops into my head from the record, probably I would say probably colorblind and I fall silent pop into my head quite often. Um, cool. but, but this weekend I was listening to it again as I was doing some house cleaning, you know, exciting stuff. And, um, and that day this was on Saturday that day, the, the river, um, really was my like song that hit me the most that day. Um, but wow, that's cool. That's but, cool. But over time, the, the ones that keep popping back the most in my mind, I guess, are the colorblind, and I fall silent as I as I try to think through what pops into my head when I'm sitting somewhere during the course of the day, and one of your songs pops in. I guess those are the two that pop in most often. <laughs> that's that's really cool, man. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I fall silent was uh, I think our third song that we put together on the record, and. Um, I was actually, I actually wrote, uh, the verse to that on a bass guitar and, uh, that will kind of the, what became the verse riff. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it in a, in a really kind of an odd time signature, almost kind of a class. It almost sounded kind of classical. And then, uh, Brandon got a hold of it and straightened it out for me. And what, it's what he always does. He shows up and ready to work. And he's an encyclopedia of knowledge anyway, when it comes to music and, uh, you know, and theoretically, a lot of times he'll say that doesn't work at all, but it does. <laughs> theoretically, it doesn't work, but I like it. <laughs> right, right. So then he gets yeah. he gets he gets to do all his really cool things to it. And you know, Brandon's like you know when it comes to you know writing, he's number one. He's a good, he's a great songwriter, and one of one of the really cool things that he brings to the table is his uh, ability, his texture ability. You know, like he can he pulls all these cool different voicings and adds textures to what are sometimes really simple parts, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always say that a good song, you should be able to break it down to strumming on an acoustic guitar around a campfire. And if you can do that and it sounds good, you've got something solid in your hands, you know, but taking it to that next level and making it, uh, you know, a real quality piece of music, you know, it's like having somebody like Brandon, bringing that kind of thing to like a, one of my, you know, simple ideas is really cool. And, you know, we have all these different styles that we do and it's it, I'll, number one, I'll take it as a huge compliment that you like all the different, uh, you know, uh, the different characters that, that are in the record. I do. I mean, that's, that's like the best, that's the best compliment that we could get. Um, you know, some of the yeah. songs Brandon brings to the table is like, Hey, listen to this, man. I was thinking this and this he'll bring this amazing chord progression. And a lot of times it's me plunking around on a bass or an acoustic guitar and coming up with a melody and a pre-chorus. And, you know, it's kind of how the record happened. That's why it's, you know, I think one of the dynamic parts about our writing relationship is the fact that, you know, we, we come from different ends of the spectrum in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, him, he in a more trained, you know, uh, 
angle and me in a less trained trained angle, and and it and it kind of diverges in the middle of like, and it turns into this really, you know, it collides and becomes what the record is, you know. Sure. So it's it's a cool thing. That is a cool thing. Well, yeah, I could when yeah. when. When we talked last time, I mean, you two guys coming together, I mean, it's, it seems like a match made in heaven right there. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, yeah we, Brandon, we really, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, just, I was going like to I was gonna ask you, no, I was going to ask you to add your input to that. Oh, yeah, just, um, you know, the I went, I went to music school and stuff like that, and you know, along the way, I had to learn how to put those ideas into like in gear. I kind of feel like the, you know, those, that theory that, you know, people try to, you know, they, the, it's kind of like, I realized that theory is, is a retroact retrospective thing. They look at, they look at what's been done and they codify it in, in a, in sort of some, some sort of treatise in a book so that when people are learning how to do music, they can go, oh, I can recreate that. You know, and like I, what I've realized along the way is that we have to create our loyal order theory on the way. We can't just be like, oh, we're going to follow these old rules like, you know, thrash metal from the 90s or like grunge from the or grunge from the from the later 90s. And like the, you know, the early 2000s, Lamb of God and, you know, all those other heavy bands. We need to create our our own sort of loyal order theory that makes sense to us. And, you know, if somebody wants to sort of copy our style we have our style you know it's not right. it's not based on it's based on things that came before us of course we definitely stand on the shoulders of giants but you know the way jeff has he has these sort of like sometimes rough ideas on the bass or or uh, acoustic and it's like well it's genius no one would ever do that that way well, why don't we just refine it a little bit and make it you know make it us and we mm-hmm. sort of and I know enough theory to, to kind of go, Oh, well that could, we could do it this way, you know, and how about this? What do you think? Do you like it? Does it resonate with you? And if it's not really inspiring, we just kind of let it go. It's like, ah, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. How about, what about this? Mm -hmm. You know, and a a perfect example of that was with colorblind. When I I remember I came home one day and I sat down on my couch. It was one of those days where it's kind of, you know, like you come home and you're exhausted. You've been doing a lot of stuff all day. And sure. I sit down on the couch and I wrote the, the, the verse progression to colorblind. And it starts on a B flat because B flat AG. And, and anyway, so, and then I had a, immediately had the melody for it. And the next day I sat down, came home the next day and the verse, the first verse popped out. Just, it was already there. It was just sitting there waiting for me to write it down. And uh, anyway, so I played it for Brandon and uh, he's like, well, you know, that's actually wrong. <laughs> he goes, but I, I, I like it. <laughs> and it was just, you well, know, like I'm a bass player. Keys. Yeah, yeah. A lot like of different keys. Different keys. Yeah, so and it, that, that became the verse to Colorblind. So it's really weird how it how it all came together. It's not like I sit around and thought about it. It just happened. Right. And Brandon, what, what did you say? I, I couldn't quite make you out. You, you said it was in two different keys. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, if we're talking theory a little bit, it, it starts in B flat, which is it's, if it's going towards the G, it would end on G minor, you know? And, and in fact, because of the second chord is a minor, it's like G Dorian. And then like what, but 
it kind of morphs the melody until it gets to G major. So like the way Jeff sang it, he sang it perfectly to the chords that he was playing. So, you know, I was like, well, how do I write a guitar solo over this? Or like, how do I write other parts <laughs> that kind of like fit, you know, fit, fit what I have to do. And I had to like, I had to bend and morph that son of a beast, you know, all <laughs> over the place to, to like make the work. And because I wanted to come up with something that wasn't like just playing the chord changes, you know, like a lot of guys will just play like, you know, I'm playing a B flat chord. Now I'm playing an A flat, A minor. Now I'm playing a G mm-hmm. and in melody. And for me, that wasn't working. It just didn't sound like the song. And, uh, you know, Rob and Jeff definitely encouraged me to play for the song. And I definitely am like all about that. I don't want to have like guitar solos that don't fit the mood. And, uh, it, it took me quite a while to really like settle in the night that we worked on the solo for that. It took like probably probably like two or three hours to really like to really nail it. And, uh, once it hit, it was like, we all looked at each other like, Oh, that's awesome. That's so amazing. (laughs) Right. And it wasn't really just me, you know, we had to like kind of work together to get a guitar solo, which is weird, but that's, it's so important that, you know, we're here in the same thing and we're all, you know, focused on the song as, as the, as the source rather than, you know, me being the source or Jeff being the source. The song is kind of the source mm-hmm. and, and source of inspiration. Source of like, well, how can we make this thing better? Not just be playing something that we think is better. You know, it's like, right. does it sound cool? Right. So, yeah. Good anyway, songwriting. Yeah. Good, good songwriting. Good songwriting is actually, uh, it's an act of discipline of receiving, you know, it's like you, uh, the good ones, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't, it, there's not, there's a lot of less brain and a lot more soul, you know, and, uh, like you have to, you have to be intentional and put yourself in the space that you need to be in, especially if you have some sort of a, an inspiration from like a chord progression or a melody, but you have to be intentional and put yourself in that space. I call it going, going to the well, go down to the well and, you know, to draw the water that you need, you know, and it's like, Cause it's, it's, uh, you just have, you, I guess the best way to explain it is you just have to be intentional, put yourself in that space and then get out of the way of the song and receive it. Right. And, uh, that's lyrically, melodically, everything, you know, mm-hmm. and because it's really easy to force, uh, a song down a path. And, and a lot of times that's like leading a, you know, an eight year old kid to the, the principal's office by his ear. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not fun. It, <laughs> if you do it that way, it, and you end up with something that's not cool. And as right. opposed to, you know, sitting down and saying, Hey, you know, this is, you know, and just getting out of the way and, and having an emote and, and, and have it be the real thing. You know, that's, you know, that's where our best stuff has come from is that, that space, the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of guitar players in my position, you know, were like, you know, I've studied and taken lots and lots of guitar lessons and stuff like that. And you come to the table with things you've played before. You know, you've got all this like vocabulary that you that you want to use, and and then you play it in the song, and everybody's looking at each other like that's not cool. You know, and so you it's it it's actually it's really like it's really hard to humble yourself and say, man, this is you know this is supposed to work. I'm playing like you know, theory, I'm playing this stuff. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. So 
it's the, sure. the discipline is listening, you know, listening to others, listening to yourself, listening to your own gut and go like, does this really work? Or are you just forcing this thing in there? Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm you know, working with Rob and Jeff has been like, I'm listening a whole lot more, you know, with, with what I want to play and, uh, just hearing beyond I've ever heard before. So it's, it's I'm really grateful for this combination of, of things that we're doing. It's hard. And doesn't don't believe me. I don't get grumpy every once in a while, but like <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's it, 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 but, but it's but it's better, you know. And like the result, and we're not like mean to each other or anything. It's just sure. like it's just hard, you know. And it's good so, to be challenged, right? Yeah. I mean, it helps you grow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I totally go to the studio on a full stomach. <laughs> I have to say, listen, you guys talk about this, you know, all, well, you know, it was really two, two keys and this and that, you know, me as a non-musician and not reading music or anything, maybe, maybe the, the wrong is always right or something, because maybe that's part mm-hmm. of the depth yeah. that I described that I hear in your songs. Cause maybe that's what it is. You're doing things that are, you know, not traditionally done maybe and that's maybe that's part of what i'm picking up on where i feel like man these songs have a lot lot going on you know so mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. maybe wrong yeah. is right the, guy, the guys that like over if you look at guys over history like there was always somebody telling them they were doing it wrong i mean even the beatles got turned down by their first you know their first several people that they they were like hey we want a record deal and you know they had their manager and everything and people turned them down for a while, you know, and then George Martin started working with them and Capitol records picked them up. Right. And all those other people were like, Oh crap, you know? And like, you know, people like James Brown, he changed rock and roll and like Beethoven, everyone hated him. Like, cause he was kind of a jerk, but mm-hmm. he broke rules. And eventually people like, you know, they came to love his music and, you know, Johann Sebastian Bach, he was, he was very different than the, than the things of his day broke a lot of rules in the church, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. his church was different than the Roman Catholic church. So he had a little, a little bit different rule setting there and he just totally changed music. So I guess what Jeff and I try to do is we're just trying to break some rules and like make, make some new omelets that, you know, that, that people haven't made before, but also still want to listen to, you know, you can, right. you can break eggs all day long, but if you make a bad omelet, no one wants to eat it. And right. You know, we still try to keep that. Like, do you want to, do people want to hear this? And so far we've been pretty lucky that people really like it mm-hmm. and almost like we're, everything. We're, like, go ahead. We're just full of metaphor. We're just full of metaphors today. <laughs> <laughs> and now I might have to have an omelet when I go have dinner now. I don't know. <laughs> do it. Put some sriracha on that thing. But yeah. Good, yeah. So, so it'll be, uh, you know, hopefully we can all connect, uh, you know, like when you're out on the West Coast, you know, and uh, like we were chatting about before, it'd be kind of cool. We can all get together and, you know, yeah, maybe yep. do some live music someday. Well, that that's what I keep praying, <laughs> yeah. praying for you guys. Everybody that I've talked to this year that, you know, has put out great stuff nobody can go out there and, and play it live for people. So uh, have you guys um, considered a stream at all? seems like more people are figuring, okay, there's no other option. Let's do a stream. You get any, uh, have you yeah. guys looked well, into that? We're, we're thinking, yeah, we're thinking about doing some stuff. It's, it's just one of those things that we're like, you know, presenting ourselves, you know, it's our first time out there. It's, uh, 
you know, we want to make sure we do everything right and do, do it in a timely fashion. And, uh, it's great for, for, uh, veterans that are, you know, veteran bands cause they can, right. everybody knows who they are and all that stuff. But if you have technical glitches and stuff like that, that's not a good thing. Right. So, you know, cause you know, trying to, trying to arrange that is like a whole other level of, uh, stuff, but it's, you know, I mean, I, I personally think though, that this is gonna, I think once we check, once we click past a certain point with this thing, everything's going to come to life again. It's like winter's over, you know, and right. even though we're just going into winter, but, and, and I think that, uh, I think it's going to click in pretty quick because you got to look at it. Like, you know, all the people that are suffering out there and it's not just musicians, dude, it's oh, no. promoters. It's, touring companies it's the venues. Uh, booking agents yeah. it's yeah venues it's it's like the list goes on and on so yep all the crew people I, you know crews, yeah, dude, absolutely and what's yeah and what's gonna happen though i think is you're gonna see a lot of people uh, uh the cream is gonna float to the top right uh and and i think you're gonna see a lot of convergence of companies um you know, a new companies, new, bigger, better, faster with a new way of doing things where they don't have the big office buildings. Cause guess what? They just learned how to re work remotely because they had to, you know, right. And, uh, necessity, necessity is a mother of invention. So all these new companies are going to be able to be leaner and be more profitable mm -hmm. and probably more effective, you know? So, so it's kind of like, it's like a new dawn, you know, new day. Right. Um, and I think everybody's, I think you're going to see some really interesting things happen, which is great. So that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. No. And, uh, it'll be nice to get out and play live music though. Good God. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, it's gotta be. And, and I've watched a couple of streams that, that the guys have done and, and I feel bad for the musicians, even when they're doing the stream, cause you can tell watching it that, it's a little awkward for them because there is not that live energy of a crowd in the room. You know, you kind of see mm -hmm. them looking around, yeah. you know? And so even though they're playing great, it, it comes across a little more flat than it normally would in a live setting. When you got that energy of the audience, it's just, it's so tough. Um, and I know people. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah it's, go ahead. No, I was Sorry. just going to say, I, I know people, you know, like getting the streams, at least it's something. And I do too, but I also feel sad. Like, man, when can we all get out there and rock the way we're used to, you know, just when is that going to happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I even, I was watching a football game the other day and yes, I did not play football, um, but I was watching a football game the other day and I could not believe how strange it must be for those guys yeah. to not, see a packed stadium around them but you know they feel like they're at practice mm -hmm. exactly. you know maybe I, I mean i don't know i'm not out there but it seems like and you know it, you know sporting events and live music and you know broadway plays and stuff like that you know it's that's one of the things that i'm going to make a point about it is so important that to understand that music appreciators and music listeners and, you know, concert goers are just as much a part of that experience as the musicians on the stage. Mm -hmm. They really are because the, the energy that flows back and forth is amazing. 
It is. I mean, I've played bad gigs. Be- I've played bad gigs before, and you're exhausted after 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I've also played gigs where the crowd was just, you know, that the energy was there. Everybody's, you know, into it. The sound is right. The lights are right. Mm-hmm. And you could go for hours, and you would not get tired because that adrenaline uh, rushes there. But it's more than that, though. There's something, you know, it's it's the communication of of a song and a, or a performance. And, and it really feeds the whole experience. So everybody's a part of it. That's what's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's what I miss, you know, about live music. Because, yeah, that it's, it's just so electric. And I don't mean the instruments, just the whole experience with the crowd and the band together. You're, you're absolutely right. Everything feeds off of each other. Yeah, there's got to be like yeah. some sort of quantum physical uh, exchange of you know, the things that we can't see that are just really intermingling and that energy that's created. Cause you can feel it, you know, you can feel it. And that's, what's cool. And that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So let's hope that by 2021, loyal order can book some live dates. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're working yeah. on it. We're working on it. Yeah. We had, we had one in the can for late this month, then in San Antonio. Uh, but, uh, because a couple, a couple of the guys in the band are, are really close to some elderly people. Uh, they uh, just didn't feel safe doing it. Sure. So, and we, we kind of went, well, we could get a sub for that gig. And then we're like, yeah, but it's not the band. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's and, not the band. Yeah. And with this being your first record, you know, you need to make your debut with the guys that made the record, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, and you know, and it shows respect for, for them too. So that's good. Right. You know, right. and you know, it's, you know, so, you know, I mean, I mean, this, this, this record started off as a studio baby for Brandon and I, it was like the first half of the record was just us, you know? And, uh, I played bass on most everything. Brandon played guitars and some bass. Uh, we used two different other drummers just to get the tracks down, you know, just cause we just, you know, it became, it was a studio experience for us. Right. And then it, then it decided to become something else. And it was like, wow, this is kind of, you know, we'd go out to shows and people would be like, when are you guys going to put that band together? And when are you guys going to do a show? And we're like, uh, <laughs> we're just having fun. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, lo and behold, it's like, Hey, let's finish the record. And it happened. Right. So that was a cool thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys did that because I love this record. And it is available still everywhere, right? Like, I think I ended up getting a copy from Amazon, but it's out there uh, for everybody to order physical if they want physical, right? Yes, sir. Uh, You can get it, you know, you can order digital only if you want. You can order uh, physical, uh, you know, uh, through Kmart, through Amazon, through several different outlets. And, uh, yeah, and so that's that's all good. And then obviously we'll have a nice supply at live shows when that happens. So that'll be a good thing. Right. Right. So right now you guys obviously are still promoting this record, which is great. And I'm so happy to hear Hellfire did what it did. And I know you're planning on another single off that record at some time, uh, probably fairly soon in the future. Um, while this mm-hmm. is still out, I mean, you guys, have you guys been working on anything toward a follow-up record? 
Yes, sir. We have. As a matter of fact, we we uh, etched, scratched out a new song the other night. That uh, I I I had a intro to this song, and uh, and then I the lyrically and everything, but didn't know for sure what the verse was going to do. And then I said, Brandon, come on, man. And we got together and and uh, and uh, it worked out. So we're going to go in and start uh, scratching that out in the studio here pretty soon. So, and we've got several yeah. actually. I mean, there's there's three or four that are right there on the burner right now. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and that's probably just Jeff and I. Just like we have, we we can kind of it's manifesting ideas is really easy for us. You know, just it just kind of keeps going. You know, he's got something, I've got something. You know, Rob hears something. You know, we just keep kind of kind of moving on it and. Uh, not only that, like we're both working on like little projects on the side too, to kind of keep the creative juices flowing. You know, if you, if you kind of, if you only do one thing all the time, it, it kind of dries up the well a little bit and you gotta just, you gotta do things to create, I don't know, create creative capital, I guess, you know, you have to to do things to keep things flowing. And and if I have to always focus on only loyal order stuff, it kind of, it, it, I don't know. I just don't think it could happen any other way because that's kind of what we've always done. Sure. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and I get, and I, I get a commission on everything Brandon does outside of the band. So it works out pretty good for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's, but you're right about that. I mean, it's just like when you're married and stuff, if you spend every moment together, you don't have any new energy to bring into the, relationship. It's no different with music. You know, you got to get inspiration, you get inspiration sure. from many things that all cook together. And, you know, so I think, you know, yeah, you don't have, you have to do that. You have to, you have to keep other things going, especially right now, yeah, since, we, since you guys can't be out on the road, you have the time on your hands. So. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward yeah. to that, man. I, the, the, uh, the, the amount of time I'm playing guitar right now is kind of driving me crazy. Cause I, I have my guitars with me all the time and I'm, practicing and working on stuff and it's just uh man it's like it's like chomping at the bit all the time and you know seeing seeing these great youtube guitar players and like guys out there doing their doing their thing on on instagram and man it's just that i have so much time looking at it it's really inspiring me to keep playing and get better and you know uh practice differently and learn differently it's 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 pretty awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm using this pandemic Good. Uh, just I was gonna finish up by saying I'm just this pandemic has all, all almost been sort of a blessing for for me because I've just been applying myself differently with all this energy and and uh, you know Je- Jeff's kind of doing the same thing. We inspire each other a lot. Like just keep hacking away at our new stuff, and then when we get together, it's like oh you've been working on this thing. Let's check it out. Da da da. Let's do this. You know. Right. But and, and aren't you we also- never let ourselves kind of get like. Go ahead. I was just saying, with that kind of thing, aren't you also? Do I remember correctly? Maybe during the summer, were you were you um, doing some online guitar lessons too? Were you being a guitar teacher? I am a guitar teacher by trade. That is my that is my actual job, and uh, I own the business, and um, I've been doing it for. I've been teaching literally thirty years this year. Wow. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I started, I started teaching. Thank you. 
I've been teaching since I was thir- uh, since I was 15. So um, it's been it's been pretty amazing to keep getting to do that. Right. <clears throat> but 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 am I right though? Where are you doing online right now, or have you been doing online lessons? Yeah, that's that's correct. Doing online, and I do some in home too. You know, like there's the I I noticed that the the like hair salons and stuff like that have a certain way of cleaning up after every after every client. So I mm-hmm. do the same thing. Anybody that comes in. You know, I just make sure before they get there and after they leave, I clean up and open the windows and kind of air things out and, um, you know, disinfect everything where they sit, where they touch, you know, all the guitar cables get wiped down and all that. So it's, um, it's really, it's really easy. And, but I also, most of it, like the lion's share of what I'm doing is online. And, uh, Brandon's also a cam boy too. So he does like, you know, so he can do all these. <laughs> yeah, it's what well, the thing is though. It's it's guitar porn, not real porn. <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. Hey, one more thing before uh, my string on my guitar. <laughs> one more thing while we're all together before we wrap things up here. Um, I'm sure we're all feeling it, but I'm still very upset about Eddie Van Halen's passing last week. So while we're talking guitars, while we're talking guitars and playing guitars, um, I thought maybe each one of you might share one thought on Eddie Van Halen. Brandon, you go Go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, Um, You go first. Okay. Eddie is like, um, he's probably the first rock guitar player I had like a real sense of what knowing knowing what he was doing you know like kind of like oh man he's playing really crazy stuff and uh I loved Michael Jackson when I was eight years old so I really like uh we talked about this before like (laughs) I was into breakdancing and stuff like that (laughs) breakdancing really somehow I don't picture you doing that oh yeah (laughs) Oh yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was all into like, I was into like, my parents were into dancing and soul music and stuff like that. So like, you know, I I got into dancing when I was like eight watching Michael Jackson and all the, the cool hip hop dancers they had in those videos, but like the rock stuff, like beat it. And like, then very soon after that, my cousin introduced me to Van Halen and I wasn't totally hooked on that, but he definitely influenced me right out of the gate. And then I got into all these other bands, you know, like Bon Jovi and Metallica and Megadeth, and it got heavier and heavier and heavier. And as I look back through history, you know, all those bands, every single one of them, like Bon Jovi, Richie Sambor is hugely influenced by Eddie Van Halen. Mm -hmm. Kirk Hammett, super influenced by Eddie Van Halen. Dave Mustaine does tapping all over the place. And Marty Friedman, I didn't realize until just the other day when he made his post, that he was insanely influenced by, by, by Van Halen. And like, mm-hmm. you know, his, his other guitarist, Jason Becker at the time was a big Van Halen fan. And so like all these guys that, you know, I, I grew up worshiping. I didn't really realize how much Van Halen affected them until my, my mid twenties. And, um, uh, then I started kind of getting into Van Halen then when I was teaching guitar and, uh, but my teacher, my, my students would bring me Van Halen solos and Van Halen riffs and teach, and I'd teach them that stuff. And right. that, that's when it started sort of pouring into me, you know, and 
Pat Metheny, while I was in jazz school, Pat Metheny was like, I always thought of Eddie as a jazz guitarist. And I was like, huh, man, I need to look a little closer at this guy, you know? Like, I had gotten to a point of, like, jazz snobbery in jazz school, and, like, I wasn't really into the rock guys as much as I had been. And then it's sort of like my, at the end of jazz school, it was like a big renaissance for me, and Van Halen was one of the guys that really, like, really inspired me about how to have feeling and all the technical stuff and cool riffs that he had that were, like, catchy. Uh, just so just always everything was so infectious all the time and Mm -hmm. i realized that that's kind of like that's that's kind of how you have to be to really get attention so it it really like it i noted that and the influence of how he makes little riffs that are very infectious it's not just some complicated riff it's like a really simple riff that like just you can kind of hum and uh it really made me change the way I wrote songs and stuff like that to, to, um, to bring to the table for, for music. So Eddie, Eddie was a big influence on me along the way. There's other guys that I learned more of their stuff, but Eddie was a different kind of influence on me. Got it. Yeah. And Jeff, what's your, uh, Eddie Van Halen take? Dude, all I can say is I can remember, being on the school bus and my uh, bus driver played rock and roll, <laughs> which is really cool. Nice, yeah. Most people didn't do that, right? That's he right. He played rock and roll, and I remember, I remember the first time I heard Eruption. I just remember going, "Wow," you know. And then I and listening to David Lee Roth do his stuff, and but you know, the first time I heard Eruption and the and you know, running with the devil and all that stuff, it, that whole first record, it was just like. It was my first, I mean, I had been into like other bands and stuff like that, but it was my first taste of like, you know, watching and hearing what a real rock star was, you know? And Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, it was completely undeniable. This guy comes out and, you know, does what he did, you know? And, and it definitely took me to a different place musically. I was just like, wow, I want to do something even half as good as that, you know, and right. that's kind of, you know, it's just, it was just amazing. What, you know, hearing for the first time, you know, I actually just read, uh, an article that Ted Templeman had talking, talking about, you know, the first time he saw Eddie Van Halen, it was the whiskey a go, go. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, I, I went and I watched this band and he goes, all I could do is watch the guitar player. And I, I didn't pay attention to anybody else. And, and, you know, the whole, the, you know, his whole, uh, uh, method that he used to, to, you know, kind of get those guys into his realm, um, was really interesting, but he, I think he impacted everybody, every single person that, that, that heard him play, you know, and I think he changed everything. And just the way that he attacked the guitar was just amazing. I guess, like, I, when he was doing, uh, they were in the studio, and and he was he was playing Eruption, like, as a warm-up. Mm-hmm. It was just this thing that he did. <laughs> and uh, Templeman went up to him and goes, keep doing that, you know? And he walked into the control room. I can't remember who the engineer was, but he said, Don Landy, maybe? No, maybe Don Landy was not on that first record. I don't remember. Go ahead. I don't remember who who it was either, but he he said, dude, hit record. And he goes, already on it. (laughs) And he he was recording Eruption. And Eddie didn't even really know he was doing it. 
and uh, they they got the take or whatever, obviously. And Eddie kept telling them, uh, "I can beat it. I can I can play it better. You know, let me do it." And they're like, "No, we got it." <laughs> and he's like, "I can do better." <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting story. It was kind of like it is not intentional. Yeah, it was a cool thing. But yeah, man, hats off to Eddie, man. I salute. Um, it's a sad. It was a sad day when he left. Yep, absolutely sad day. Yep, I feel the same way. But yeah, I, I did a little tribute episode uh, last Sunday uh, for Eddie, and um, and I. I, I you know, I, I just, I don't know, even now it's been, what, October 6th, so today's, whatever, eight days later or whatever it's been, and I still, you know, still hasn't really sunk in that we will not hear or see Eddie Van Halen playing his guitar anymore. Uh, it just freaks me out, because I love the guy, and for me, yeah. when I first heard Eruption and Running With The Devil, in particular, those two, of course, Eruption, I mean, come on, you, I never heard anybody play guitar like that up to that point quite that way. And um and the riff for running with the devil is just so so freaking cool and and for me when I first heard those two those two pieces of music for me it changed forever what I kind of expected from a guitar player uh, from that point forward um, I I just thought he was revolutionary oh, yeah. when he came out yeah he just walks out walks out there and just sets the bar up about twenty pegs <laughs> exactly <laughs> smiles about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Kind of like man. the Michael Jordan of he's like the Michael Jordan of hard rock. Yes, I yeah. agree. All right, well, thanks for sharing yep. your thoughts on our beloved and uh, much missed Eddie Van Halen. I was just curious about that when you started talking about all this guitar stuff. All right, yeah. so yeah. back to the yeah. Loyal Order. Um, we got um, the Hellfire single, new single coming soon. Definitely going to get another album yep, out yep. of you guys at some point, which I'm excited about. And hopefully in between then and uh, and where we're at right now, you'll get a chance to get out there and play some. Um, I'm kind of sad that here it is our second time together and we don't have any different news to talk about where COVID's concerned. I was really, <laughs> really thought by now we'd be like, yes, yeah. COVID's a memory now. It's done. And here it still is. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yep, I know. I've had you know several family members, uh, you know, catch it. And luckily for all of them, it was just a quick deal. You know, my mother even, uh, my mother even has it, had it, and right. uh, she has dementia. And and so it was. I thought when I heard the news that she had con- contracted it, I was like, oh boy, you know, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, here comes here here it comes and. She's got tiger blood in her, man. She didn't even get a symptom. It was, I don't know how she pulled through it, but man, it was not even a symptom. And, you know, to have, have her in, you know, you know, on lockdown and not being able to see her while all that, that was torturous torturous as well, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other aspect uh, of it. If you, if a loved one gets it and then you can't be with them. Oh, awful. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough thing, man. But. You know, hopefully it's hopefully it'll be a thing of the past here really soon. And like I said, I think we're going to click back past that point here really soon. And and everything's you know the lights will come back on and uh, everybody will everybody will just move forward. You know, there's a lot of controversy about lockdown and the benefits of it and if it's actually doing really good for everybody. And uh, you know, 
that you hear a different story every day, you know? So yeah. it's really hard to say, you know, I just, I just been trying to like, you know, live as much as I can and <clears throat> be careful, you know, exactly. Uh, I yeah. definitely wouldn't advise anybody to take unnecessary chances, but you know, uh, it's the, the, just the mental health aspect of it alone from people being in isolation, people being petrified of it, you know, is mm-hmm. just that is a whole other, you know, ripple effect from it you know so it's really yeah kind of tough it is it is and but you know like you said though you got to live your life too so you know i haven't let it Mm -hmm. totally stop my life i just uh just dried out my skin a lot i just washed my hands a whole ridiculous amount of times every day but (laughs) um but maybe that's what's been working too maybe that's why i've been staying healthy i don't know but um, I figure I'd rather yeah. have dry skin and um, and be a little uncomfortable in my hands, but still be out there living. You know, I don't want to just be trapped in the house all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After those first after those p- first few week, few weeks, I was I was like, okay, <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm gonna die doing this. So yeah, I I you know I I've been really fortunate and and ventured out a lot, and you know I just avoid situations and. Uh, Right, you know, exactly. where where it could be a bad bad thing, and just move forward, you know. And it's, I, I mean, I just use it to to motivate myself as much as I can, you know. It's when you're forced to stay in the house, you organize your closet, right? Or you, you know, uh, there's another metaphor. I mean, we can use that for, <laughs> uh, you know, time time to write. We can use that to, you know, time to clean up, uh, you know, our marketing, time to clean up our, you know, our game plan. So. And that's kind of what we've done, I think, you know. So Right, right. I feel good about it all. Good, good. Well, I'm really happy for you guys. Um, glad the record's doing well and seems like maybe even more than you expected, which is wonderful. Um, and I appreciate that's you guys true, yeah. coming back and joining me again, and I'm sure we'll do this again in the future. Yeah, I hope Absolutely. so, man. Yeah, I love talking to you. I love talking to you, Ralph. It's a really great thing. Radio Bypass is a cool deal, so. Well, cool. Yep. I appreciate yep. that, you guys. Um, all right. So, is there anything that we should mention before we uh, wrap up and get into another Loyal Order song? www.theloyalorder.com. Check us out on Facebook. Like our page. Like us on Instagram. You know, Jeff and I are both on Instagram. I'm Brandon Cook underscore TLO, and Jeff is Jeff Buner. So, like, come check us out on social media. Cool. And, uh, and the, you guys are the, of course, add Ralph on those two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. All right. So I know we talked a little bit before we started this interview about what song I might play next. Um, and because we also talked about how much I can't make up my mind about which song I like best because I love them all so much. How about you guys pick what song we, we, we play next? I say colorblind. Do we have? I was gonna say Shavakani, but uh, but uh, or uh, that's fine too. Fall to rise. Wait, 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 wait. Fall to rise. Either one. All right, so hold on. So you got colorblind, right, Jeff? And yeah. And Brandon, what did you say? Fall to rise. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Then we're gonna end this with two songs. So guys listeners everybody 
Here comes two kick-ass songs from two great guys with a kick-ass band called The Loyal Order. We'll start out with your pick, Jeff, Colorblind, since that is one that I can't get out of my head. So Colorblind coming up first, and we're going to follow that right up with Fall to Rise, which is Brandon's choice. Our thanks to Brandon Cook and uh, and um, Jeff Buner for joining us on Radio Bypass today. Go and find your resolution Hide behind your green feet Swim into your troubled waters And cry beyond your painted face And I'm waiting for the sky to break free from the sun And I'm colorblind And she breaks the cloud of silence let the darkness come of age But she waits for Mother's answer And he waits for her to change And I'm waiting for the sky To break free from the sun
Mother scream, let the mad river call me down.